The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Masechet Rosh Hashanah has been sponsored by Mr. Soli and Cheryl Mizrahi. Hashem Alehem Yihyu for the Hatzlacha of both of their families, for Bezat Hashem, health, happiness, Tabnasa, continued success, and of course, uh, much Nachat and uh, pleasure from their children. Yiratzon, in the Zechut of their dedication to the Masechet Rosh Hashanah, they will be Zochef for good judgment, they will be Zochef for good Beracha and Mazal in all their endeavors. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated in memory of Rahamim ben Victoria, Ruah Hashem, Tanihenu Begin Eden, Amen, dedicated by his family to school of Mitzvot. Daf He. Today's daf is being studied, the Ayun Nishmat of Raham ben Esther, Ruah Hashem, Tanihenu Begin Eden, Amen. We begin today's daf on Daf Dalid Amud Bet, and we begin on the bottom line. Just to review where we're holding in this sugya, We brought different pesukim to explain the five shitot in the subject of Bal Te'achir. Two of those shitot were Rabbi Meir and the opinion of uh, Rabbi El-Azhar, Rabbi el ben Yaakov. Those opinions did not doresh the pasuk of Hagabasot, Hagashavuot, and Hagasukot. They had different Pesukim to learn the laws of Baltahir. So the Gemara's question for them was what do they do with the Dirashav Hagamasot, Hagashavuot, and Hagasukot? For them it's extra what they need it for. Bishlamah, the other rabbis, they use it to teach you the laws of Baltahir. But they, they learned it from other Pesukim. So what do they do with the Pesukim of Hagamasot, Hagashavuot, Hagasukot? So the Gemara says they learn it to make a Hekesh. What Hekesh? How do you know that on Shavuot, on Atzeret, there's seven days of Tashlumin, which means if a person did not bring the Qur'an Hagiga on the first day of Shavuot, that he has a week to make it up. So the Gemara says, we make a Hekesh from Haga Matzot to Haga Shavuot. Just like on Haga Matzot, you have seven days, so two on Haga Shavuot, you have seven days. So the Gemara says, oh, why don't you make a Hekesh to Haga Sukkot? Maybe I'll tell you, just like Haga Sukkot, you have eight days, like the Gemara says, if somebody did not bring the Hagigah on the first day of Sukkot, he can bring it even on Shemini outside it. So you have really eight days. So I'll say, so to Shavuot, you have eight days to bring the Hagigah. So no, we have a rule, Tafasta Merubal or Tafasta. That when you have a choice to learn from the smaller or the larger, learn from the smaller, learn from the Mu'at, learn from seven. Because at least, even if you were supposed to learn from eight, so if you learn seven, seven is within eight, and therefore, at least you're safe. And therefore, the Gemara learns from... Matzot, that Haga Shavuot has seven day Tashlumin. And that's the Dirasha. Haga Matzot, Haga Shavuot, Haga Sukkot. To make a kesh between Matzot and Shavuot. So the Gibbara continues. Gibbara says, Ela, Lemai Hilcheta Katve Nachmana Lehaga Sukkot. So the question is, so why did the Pasuk write Haga Sukkot? If the only Dirasha you're telling me is we're learning Haga Matzot to Haga Shavuot, so what's the purpose of writing Haga Sukkot? What lesson do we learn from Haga Sukkot? So, Masot. No, we're going to learn a kesh from Haga Sukkot to Haga Masot. That what? Ma Haga Masot ta'un lina. 
That just like by Hagamasot, there's a concept of lina. Lina literally means to sleep over. Halakha says that on the day that somebody brings his korban, so on the following night he must sleep over in Yerushalayim. And therefore, just like by Matzot, we have a pasuk that clearly says that you have to sleep over the night after your korban, which means, let's say he brings the korban on Yom Tov, so therefore he would have to sleep over Motza'e Yom Tov, which means the first night of Hola Mo'ed, there's a mitzvah to sleep in Yerushalayim, it's called the mitzvah of Lina. How do we know this mitzvah? Okay, but says, Ve'ata minalan. How do you know by Haga Masot is mitzvah v'lina? Dikhtiv u'fanita babokir ve'alakta le'ohalecha. The pasuk says, and you will turn in the morning, and you will go back to your tent. Which means you can only go back to your house in the morning. That means you have to sleep over at night. Now that's written by Hagamasot. So we're going to say, just like by Hagamasot is a special mitzvah lina that you have to sleep over in Yerushalayim the night after you brought the Qurban. So too by Hagasukot, there's a mitzvah of lina. Now, you might ask a question. Maybe this pasuk when it says, Ufanita it means on Yom Tov itself. Meaning, maybe it means you have to stay the night, the first night of Yom Tov in Yerushalayim, the next morning on Yom Tov, go home. How do you know this is talking about that you go home on the first day of Cholam Ued? Maybe you go home the first day of Yom Tov. But as she says in the top line, Be Yom Tov, Yom we know you can't go home on Yom Tov. Yom Tov is mitzvah to be in the Beit Hamikdash. Shalosh parim b'shna yira'ek kozikurichat. That's the first day of Yom Tov. So when the pasuk says ufanita b'bokeh v'halachta lo halecha, must be talking about the first day of Cholam Oed, which means you must sleep in Yerushalayim the night, the first night of Cholam Oed. It's the night after the korban. So for me, you see that on Pesach you must have a mitzvah of lina. So the Gemara says just like there's a mitzvah of lina on Pesach, so too there's a mitzvah of lina on Sukkot as well. Tosfot over here just discusses a question that really uh, this law of Lina applies to all Korbanot. So, therefore, why Lechaura do you have to bring me uh, uh, Davka on the holidays? Lechaura, the Mitzvah of Lina applies to any time a person brings a uh, Korban uh, in Yerushalayim. He has to uh, stay over. And so Tosfot has a uh, different uh, interpretation. In any event, the Gemara continues. The Tanakama, the Rabbi Shimon, which means now we go to the other Shitot. The other Shitot that use these Pesukim, Hagamasot, Hagashavot, Hagashavot, to teach the laws of Balta Aher. So therefore, Tashlumin La'atzeret Minalehu, how are they going to know that Shavuot has a Tashlumin? Because they use these Pesukim already for the Enyan of uh, Balta Aher. Which means the opinions of Rabbi uh, Tarakama and Rabbi Shimon, the Pesukim of Hagamasot and Hagashavot, Hagashavot, are used already. Now, that she says, second line with Tarakama, Rabbi Shimon, now the ilu rebil azar ber bishmon lo kashamidi. There was a third sheet of rebil ber bishmon. There's no question according to him. The ilu yalit bal tachem haga sukot tehudeh. Because if you remember, his shita was that you only over bal tachem when sukot passes, and therefore the only extra words in those pesukim were, or the only words that he was doresh was haga sukot. So according to him, haga matzot and haga shavot are still extra. So according to that rabbi, the hekesh between matzot and shavot can still be learned. So the Gibran is not asking according to him. The Gibran is asking according to the other shitot that learned all three pesukim are extra. I'm sorry, all three pesukim are coming to teach you about ta'akher. Oh, so how do they know the deen of tashlumin of atzeret? So comes the Gibran and says, Minalehu, 
They'll learn it from the following b'raita. The Torah says, Mane yamim v'kadesh chodesh. Mane yamim v'kadesh atzeret. The Torah tells us, count days, and then sanctify Rosh Chodesh. How do you make Rosh Chodesh? You count 30 days, and then you make Rosh Chodesh. How do we know that Rosh Chodesh, or the month, is counted by days? So that she says, because we have a pasuk in Bamidbar, it says, Ad Chodesh Yamim. So you see, a Chodesh is counted by Yamim, by days. And then and she says, V'Kadesh Chodesh B'Korbanot. When you, how do you sanctify Rosh Chodesh? You bring special Korban, Korban Musaf, etc. Now, Ma Chodesh, Kedusho Echad Menuyav, Beyom Rosh Chodesh, Hum Makribin, Zman Ukbar Lehem, Echad Menayamim Shunim Na'al Yadam. Which means, <coughs> when are you obligated to bring the Korbanot on Rosh Chodesh? On one of the units that you use to count to get to Rosh Chodesh. What units do we use to count to get to Rosh Chodesh? Days. Because it says Chodesh Yamim. So therefore, since the unit of counting is days, that teaches us that the Korban of Rosh Chodesh can be brought only on one day. Because we're using measures of days to count. So therefore, Rosh Chodesh, its Korban can only be brought on one day. Now, just like that applies to Rosh Chodesh, we'll say the same thing by Shavuot. And I'll say what? Amrat Torah, Manei Yamin V'Kadesh Chodesh. Manei Yamin V'Kadesh Atzeret. And the Torah also says, count days and also sanctify Atzeret. Atzeret to Shavuot. Doesn't the Torah say, Tispiru Hamishim Yom? Between Pesach and Shavuot, we have to count 50 days. So therefore we count 50 days, and the 50th day is what? Shavuot. Ma Chodesh Limnuyav. So I'll say, just like Rosh Chodesh is Limnuyav, that the Qur'an is brought on the units that are used to count the day. So to Af'atzeret Limnuyav. So to Atzeret, the Qur'anot are brought on the units that we count. And since we count it in days, so therefore you bring the Qur'an on the 50th day, that she says, Af atzeret havaat korbenotea beachad meminuyeha. Now watch the sheep. Varehin nimnit al yedeh shavuim. Sheneemar sheva shavatot temimot teyena. Which means the shavuot is not only counted by days, but it's also counted by weeks. Doesn't it say sheva shavuot? So therefore. It's going to teach me that I can use weeks for the Qurban. Because since I count the Shavuot in units of weeks, so therefore if you didn't bring the Qurban on the first day of Shavuot, you have a week. Tashlumin. So the point is, you can bring the Qurban in the units that you used to count to the day. So in the Shavuot, I count days. So you can bring the Qurban on one day. On Shavuot, I count weeks. And therefore you have a... Weak to bring the Qurban. That's the Rasha. So the Qibran who told you, Ema Hatsirit Hadyoma. What do you mean? Maybe Hatsirit is only one day. Which means it says this Hamishim Yom. Who told you you go after the weeks? Maybe you go after the days. Because it says this Hamishim Yom. And if you can only bring it one day. So Amarava Atu Hatsirit Yomem Anenan. Shivu'el Om Anenan. What? You only count days to Shavuot, you don't count weeks? It's a mitzvah to count days and it's a mitzvah to count weeks. 
And therefore, I'll tell you that since we do count weeks towards Shavuot, and therefore that's one of the units of measure that we count towards Shavuot, so the Hadush is that what? I'll have a week to make a Tashlumin. Now, there is a question that can be asked over here, because we have the rule that we learned on the previous daf, the rule of Tafasta. Tafasta mirubal or Tafasta, which is I have a choice to learn one day or seven days for Tashlumin. Usually the rule would tell me to learn one day. Who told me to learn? How could you learn seven days? Indeed, that is a, a strong question. How come we do not say tafasta miruban? That's actually the opinion of the uh, Tosafot. Uh, the answer is that since by Rosh Chodesh, we learned already that as a klal, whatever units of measure you're counting, that's the amount of days you have to bring the korban. It's a klal. By Rosh Chodesh, we count in days. And therefore, you have one day to bring the Qurban of Musaf of Rosh Chodesh. So therefore, that cloud teaches me, no matter how you count to Shavuot, meaning, since you count in weeks to Shavuot, so therefore, that's the shiur that you'll have to bring the Qurban. I'm not going to say tafasta in a case where I have a special dirashah to tell me that you're allowed to bring the Qurban in whatever units of measure that are counted. And since by Rosh Hashanah, we see clearly that we use days to count two Rosh Chodesh, Therefore, the Qurban is born on one day. So, two Shavuot, since we have a dirash ready to tell me, you bring the Qurban on the measure of unit that you count, since I count weeks to Shavuot, so therefore I would count weeks. But I can bring a week, I have a week Tashlumin. The Gemara, even so, brings a second answer. That how do we know you have Tashlumin? Ve'od, Hag Shavuot Ketiv. What's the name, what's the name of the holiday? Shavuot. So you see clearly the name of the holiday is Shavuot, which teaches me what? That the Ikar is the weeks. And therefore you see that the holiday of Shavuot is called Shavuot because it's defined by the seven weeks that you're counting. And therefore, we can say that the Qurban has a Tashlumin of seven. So therefore, basically what the Gemara did now is, tell me, according to the Bimi'ir, and according to the Bimi'ir, the Bimi'ir, and according to the Tarekamah, we learn Tashlumin of Atzeret from the fact that since we count weeks towards Shavuot, so we have a week Tashlumin for the Qurban of Shavuot. Now the Braita, we go back to the Braita. The Braita said one of the uh, Qurbanot that is subject to the law of Tashlum, that subject to the law of Balta'ahir is Qurban Pesach. <coughs> now we have to understand what that means. How could Qurban Pesach be subject to, to Balta'ahir? Which means it sounds like it's saying, if a person didn't bring the Qur'an Pesach on the 14th of Nisan, which is when you're supposed to bring the Qur'an Pesach, and then he waits three holidays, so after the third holiday he's going to be over. What are you talking about? Pesach, you're over uh, right away. There's no, there's a Shashlamin for Pesach, can a person bring the Qur'an Pesach on the Shavuot? Can a person bring the Qur'an Pesach on Sukkot? How could you tell me that the law of Balta Akher applies by Pesach? The Qur'an says, oh Pesach, bad mikrab bin galimu? I mean, could Pesach be brought on the other holidays that you're telling me that there's Bal Ta'akhir on Qurban Pesach? Which means you could only bring it on your Dalad Nisan. Pesach, Zimna Kivi Ale. Pesach has a set time. E Akrebe Akrebe. If you brought it in the time, you brought it. Ve'ilo Akrebe Itchele. That's it, it's pushed away. There's no makeup, you can't, you don't, have, you don't have a year or three holidays to bring Qurban Pesach. About a Fazda. Pesach. Kabbalah says, you're right. That which we wrote, Pesach is lechinam. You don't have to write Pesach, which means it's lavdafka. 
As if to say, pay, don't pay attention to the word Pesach on the Brayta. Since the Brayta was listing all Kurbanot, Kurban Ola, Kurban Chilamim, Kurban Hatat, Kurban Asham, it threw in Derech Agav Pesach. But you're right, Pesach, scratch it from the Brayta. Really, it was only written Keden Nazba. It was written uh, really for no purpose. The governor says, no, I'll give you an answer to why we wrote Pesach. My Pesach, what does Pesach mean? Shalmei Pesach. What is Shalmei Pesach? Shalmei Pesach, as she says, Bishelo kareb zmano. Let's say you have a Qurban, you designated it for Qurban Pesach, right? She'abad. But what happened? You lost the Qurban. Vinit kaper be'achir. And now you have to designate another Qurban Pesach and you brought it. Now, who na'aseh shlamim? Now you found the original one. So the original Qurban Pesach turns into a Qurban shlamim. That's the Hadush. That the Pesach that turned into a Shilamim, that Qurban Pesach now is a Shilamim. And therefore it's subject to Baltahir, and therefore you're over if you don't bring it within three holidays. So the Kabbalah says, Hainu Shilamim. Kabbalah, what are you talking about? So we, that, that's a Qurban Shilamim. And in the Brighter, we said Shilamim already. Which means, what's the difference between a regular shilamin that's subject to Baal or a Qurban Pesach that turns into a shilamin? Either way, it's a shilamin. So what's the Hadush? So Gibran says, Tana shilamin abayim mahmat Pesach, Tana shilamin abayim mahmat Atzmam. No, we needed to say both. We needed to say a regular shilamin, and we needed to say a case of shilamin that come as a result of Pesach. Why? Because I would have thought, Ho'il u'mahmat Pesach ka'atu, ka'pesach damu. Which is, I would have thought that since this Qurban Shalimim is coming on the account of a Qurban Pesach, so I might have thought the Shalimim is different. Maybe it has a deed of Pesach. And therefore, maybe you're over right away. Maybe you're over on the regular Rishon. Just like Pesach, you're over right away. Right? If you don't bring Pesach on your Dad Nisan, you're over right away. So I would have thought that the Shalimim that you're bringing in, in lieu of the Pesach, Maybe you have it also right away after the first regal. Kamash Marlan, let know that a shilamim ba'im Ahmad Pesach is like a regular shilamim and you have three holidays. So that is the Hiddush of the Gemara. Now the Gemara goes to a question. What is the biblical source for all these cases? Which is, if you remember, we learned in the Braita, the Braita gave us all these cases that are subject to Baal Ta'akhir. Gemara gave the cases of all the different types of Qurbanot, uh, then it gave the case of Ma'asrot, Sadaqot, Ekdeshim, Erchin, all these cases that a person, Leket, Shekha, Pe'ah. So the Gemara wants to know, how do you know that all these items that we listed in the Braita are subject to Baal Te'akhir? So the Gemara is going to go to a Pasuk, and it's going to donate on the Pasuk to include all these items. So, what's the biblical source? We have a Pasuk. Now, I want to read the full Pasuk first, and then we'll go back and donate. The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, Let's explain the Pasuk. It says, when a person is going to come and make a neder l'Hashem, Torah says, Lo Do not delay to pay the neder, Because God is going to ask it from you. God is going to hold you accountable. from you. 
And if you don't bring it, it's going to be considered a sin. So now the Gebarah is Doresh. Kitador Neder. A person is going to make a Neder. Now what is a Neder? Neder is when a person says, Hare'alai Korban. Which means, it's on me to bring a Korban. Which means, if let's say, he says, I'm going to, it's on me to bring a Korban. Now he designates a Korban. And on the way to Yerushalayim, the animal dies. He has to bring another one. Because he didn't say, Harezu Korban. If he would have said, Harezu Korban, that's a Nedaba. Because he's designating this specific Korban. If it dies, he's off the hook. However, if he says, Harezu it's on me. So therefore, even if something happens to the animal, it's still on me, the Nedr. I have to replace it with a, another animal. So the Gibbara says, Kit Dor Nedr. And a person makes a Nedr. I know only a Nedr that's subject to the laws of Lot Tahid, that you have three holidays to bring it. Nedaba Minayin. As I said, Nedaba is Harezu. We designate the animal. Neemar Ka Nedr. It says in the Pasuk of Bal Tahid the word Nedr. The Neemar Lealam. It says in another pasuk, "Ve'im neder o nedaba." We have a pasuk that puts neder and nedaba together, and therefore I'll say, "Ma lehala nedaba imo." Just like in the second pasuk, it puts neder and nedaba together. Afka nedaba imo. So to all be, even though it says the word neder, it's including also nedaba. Good. So now we know all nedarim. That's hare alai. All nedabot hare zu are subject to the laws of bal teachir. Now the Gemara continues in the pasuk. La Hashem eloecha. When you're going to make a sanctification to Hashem, so what is the sanctification? Sanctification to Hashem come to include Elu Haddamin. That's going to be when a person donates his value to the Beit Hamikdash. That's Damin. That's Hashem. Erechin. That's when he donates his Erech according to the Torah's uh, uh, payment. What the Torah says. Haramin. Haramin is something again consecrates something to the temple. Hekdeshot. When a person consecrates a korban. So we know all the items of Kodesh. And since the pasuk says La Hashem. So all these items go to Hashem and to the Bentekabai, to the temple treasury. They don't go to the Kohanim, there's not Kurbanot. <coughs> these are all items that are like donations that you're making to the Bentekabai. So the Torah says any type of these donations that go to Hashem, Hashem, Loecha, are subject to Baal Te'achir. Now the Pasuk continues, Lo Te'achir Lishallemo. Pasuk says, do not delay to pay it. Hu Velo Halufav. You're only obligated to make good within three holidays on the item itself. But if you exchange the item, make a hiluf, there's no deen of bat-tahir on a hiluf. Now the Gebrat is going to explain what's the case of hiluf. How do you exchange an animal? We'll wait for the Gebrat to explain velo hilufav. Kidarosh yidreshenu, right? Because God is going to hold you accountable. So what do we learn from the words kidarosh yidreshenu? Elu hataot. The Ashamot, this is referring to Qurban Hatat, Qurban Asham, Qurban Olot, Ushlamim. So all these type of Qurbanot, they're coming from the Pasuk of what? Kidarosh Yidreshenu. Which means, all these Qurbanot are Nidrash from the person. Which means the person now who made, uh, who made a sin or something like that is obligated to bring these Qurbanot. They're going to hold you accountable. So that's referring to these type of korbanot that a person is held accountable to bring. So therefore they're also going to be subject to Baal uh, Now the pasuk ends. Hashem Elohecha. Right? The pasuk says, Kidarosh Yedrashinu Hashem Elohecha. Now seemingly this word Hashem Elohecha is extra. Because already in the beginning of the pasuk it said, Kitadon Nedr Hashem Elohecha. Why does that have to repeat Hashem Elohecha again? So it says, Elu Tzedakot. This is referring to Tzedakah. That when a person makes a donation to Tzedakah, he has to pay it within three holidays. Uma'asrot. 
that would be referring to his obligation of giving ma'aser sheni ubechor. That would also be the obligation of the firstborn of his animals, that is Kodesh. He also has to make sure that he uh, brings it. Okay, let's look at... Um, let's look at Rashi here. Let's look at Rashi. Hashem Elohecha elu tzedakot u'ma'asrot. Dehai kerai yitirau. This pasuk is extra when it says Hashem Elohecha. Dehavele lemechtav ki darosh yidrashinu. Uchvar Hashem katub lemahla bemikla. Nidrosh pelatu yitzedakot u'ma'asrot shkatub behem shem zeh. Now, because if you look at the pasuk in the Torah that talks about tzedakah, the pasuk says, Ulchat yitzedakah lefnei Hashem Elohecha. Ah, so they want this pasuk of Baltachar, it says Hashem Elohecha. And by tzedakah, it says Hashem Elohecha. So they want to say, oh, it's coming to include tzedakot. And also by ma'asir, what does it say? Ba'achalta lefnei Hashem Elohecha ma'asar tegarecha. Again, lefnei Hashem Elohecha by ma'asir. And therefore I'll say what? That it's also subject to Baltachir. Now there's a very important uh, uh, Well let's continue the Rashi First let me go back to what Rashi That we want to make uh, a diuk Me'imach The other Pasuk says Kidarosh Yidrashinu Hashimun Lecha Me'imach Right? God is going to hold it accountable from you From you Ze Leket Shekhau this is referring to the mitzvah of Leket Shekha which is the uh, entitlements that the farmer must leave in the field for the Anim. So how do you know that from the word Mi'imach? So that she says, uh, because by the Ani it says, it Ani Imach. When it talks about the poor person, the Torah uses the word Imach, the Ani that's with you. And here it says Mi'imach. So we learn that even the entitlements of the Anim, that says the word me'ibak, the ani me'ibak is also subject to bal ta'achid. You have to pay them within three holidays. The end of the pasuk says, and if you delay the korban, the sin will be in you. So the Gemara says, but not in the korban, which means, don't think the korban becomes pasul after three holidays. You made a sin, but the korban is still valid. And therefore, if a person wants to bring the korban after three holidays, it's still kasher. But what? Now, before we go further, I just want to read the Rashi. Rashi, Olot Ushlamim. If you remember, one of the Dirashot in this Brayta was, um, the Pasuk said, Kidarosh Yidreshenu. Right? That uh, things that are mandatory for you to bring, so therefore they're subject to Baltah. So one of those items was considered Olot, Korban Ola Ushlamim. Kegon Olat Re'iyah. Now, what type of olot are we talking about? Mandatory olah. What's a mandatory olah? Olat reyah, like the olah that you have to bring on the regalim. The shalmei hagiga, or the shalamim that you have to mandatorily bring on the holiday, called shalmei hagiga. Shen choba. Now, the ilu neder v'nedaba beresha deklaketi. It cannot be talking about where a person made a neder to bring an olah, or a nedaba, because neder and nedaba we learned already. Because the beginning of the pasuk said, ki tudor neder. From nidor neder we learned nedari v'nedabot. So here when it says olah and shalamim, must be talking about mandatory olot and mandatory shalamim, which is what? Olah treyah and shalmei hagiga. Now, vehu adin nameh lebechor. This would also include, according to Rashi, mandatory items such as bechor, now, ul ma'asir, what does that head do? Okay, some want to maybe uh, take out that uh, ma'asir. But then uh, she says, upesah, shen choba. Now, the question is, what does that she mean over when he says upesah? I thought we just learned above that pesah is not subject to baltahir. Adraba, we took out the word. We said pesah is keder nasba. Because we said pesah, you can't bring korban uh, pesah uh, 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 three holidays later. So, what is that she bringing pesah? 
So the Mephaji want to answer in the Nashi that when Nashi means Pesach, he doesn't mean that there's a law of three holidays by Pesach. He means that after, if you don't bring Pesach on Yudal Nisan, immediately you over on Bal Ta'ahir right then. So Pesach is subject to Bal Ta'ahir. It's just not subject to the three Nigalim. So when she says, U Pesach, Pesach is different than the other uh, uh, Korbanot. So that's what they have to say that she means when he says Pesach. Because otherwise we said Pesach, there's no Pesach, Korban, Pesach, three Nigalim. You're right away. So that's what she means. The Gemara continues, Amar Mor. Now the Gemara is going to explain. Lo So you said what? You cannot delay Lot You cannot delay by bringing the Qurban. You have to bring it within the three holidays. So the Gemara says, Who? Velo That the law of Baltahir uh, only applies to the original animal, but not to its Hiluf, not to the exchange. So the Gemara says, Hilufe Mai. What's the case of the exchange? I mean, give me, give me the case. What happened over here? If it's talking about where he made an exchange, he had a korban ola or a korban shalamim, and what he did was he said, "I'm transferring the kedusha from this korban to that animal." Now you're really not supposed to do that. The Torah says, kodesh." Really, you're not supposed to make a hiluf. The guy did it. But what's the law when you make a hiluf? Both animals become Kodesh. So the Gibra says, Mikrav Karbeh. You have to bring both. So of course it's going to be subject to Badla, to Ahir. Which means, how did you tell me, Hu Velo Hilufav? What do you mean? Why, why, why not? In a case where you designated the Qurban Shalamim. And then I said, you know what? I'm transferring this Kedushah to that animal. The second animal has Kedushah as well. So of course it's going to be subject to Baal Ta'akhir. So that cannot be the case when you tell me that the Hiluf is not subject to Baal Ta'akhir. That's not the case. So the Gemara says, Look at Rashi. Hilufi Ula. Kegon, he gives a case. Abda. I will give a case where the guy, he didn't make a sin. Let's say he lost the Qurban Ula. He lost his original Qurban Ula. Right? And then he uh, designated a second one in its stead. Then and now the first one surfaced, was found. So the law is Which is, you have to be the first one as well as the Qurban. Exactly. So therefore, the case of Hanuf cannot be in that case. Because the Hanuf of that story over there, you do bring. So the Gemara says, oh, So maybe you'll tell me the case is a Khattat. You have a Qurban Khattat, the person made a sin with Shogeg, he doesn't have a Qurban Khattat. What happened? He lost the Qurban Khattat, he designated another Qurban Khattat in its stead. He brought the second Qurban Khattat, now he found the first one. The law is in that case, Limita Azla. That first Qurban Khattat, what are you going to bring it? You can't bring it as a Khattat, you brought the Qurban Khattat already. You don't bring a Qurban Khattat the second time. So therefore, what do you do with that animal? It goes Limita. So therefore, you can't, I don't need a pasuk to come and tell me uh, Yeah, exactly yeah, Exactly, let it become a moment And then, 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 then you starve it actually It's limita You feed it uh, uh, to different type of foods It will cause it to die So therefore, of course there's no haluf on that You tell me It can't be this case, there's no haluf on there Which means this animal goes limita As she says there's five hatta'ot that go limita. So for sure you're not going to be over a balta'ir. In this case, you're not obligated to bring it. So what's the case? 
Elamai Hilufav. What's the case that the Hiluf does not subject the Baltahir? Kemarasus Hilufetoda. Okay, what is the Korban Toda? You know, if a person let's say was in Sakana, and he was saved from the Sakana, he has to be a Korban Toda. Now there's two parts of the Qurban Tudah. There's the animal portion of the Qurban, and then there's the 40 halot. You bring 40 different halot as part of the Qurban. So the Gibra says like this, Detani Rabihaya. Tudah, let's say you have a Qurban Tudah, Shinit Areba, Bitmurata, Umeta Achat Mehin. Which is, let's say you have a situation, we have a Qurban Tudah. And let's say you lost the Qurban Tudah. Okay? You lost the animal. Right? So you designated a second one in its stead and now you found the first one and now they mixed up you didn't bring both of them they're both korban todot now are mixed up so you have a toda shinit areba bitmurata it got mixed up with its uh, with, 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 with its exchange okay umeta ahatmen and one of them died havirta in la takana its friend does not have a takana. What's the case? Let's read Rashi. Halufet toda. Okay, let's read Rashi. Ukon shinit areba berishona. Yeah, let's say it got mixed up with the first one. Vekaimalan alzeba hatoda halot atoda teonal lechem velo halifata velo timurata teonal lechem. The rule is like this: the halot, the forty halot that you bring with korban toda, only become kadosh. When you bring the actual Qurban Toda, if you're bringing a Hiluf of a Qurban Toda, the 40 Halot will not become Kadosh. There's a rule here. You have to bring 40 Halot. What brings the Kiddushat to the 40 Halot? The actual original Qurban Toda. But if it's an exchange of a Qurban Toda, it cannot make the 40 Halot Kodesh. Now let's continue Rashi. Umeta Ahatmehim. One of them died. Now, what's the case if one of them died? Because like this, if you had both of them alive, I have the original, and I have the exchange. Now, I don't know which one is which. No problem, bring both. And I can make a condition. I can say, whichever one is the Qurban Toda, I'm bringing both. The Lechem that I'm bringing with it, will be Kadosh as a result of that one. And since one has got to be the Qurban Toda, my Lechem is going to be Kadosh, and therefore it's considered bringing a proper Qurban Toda. But now I had two of them. One of them died. I don't know which one died. If, if the Haluf died, I'm okay. But if the uh, Todah died, now this is a Haluf, now what's going to happen? I'll bring it. Yeah, but you're going to bring these Halot, it's going to consider Chudin Ba'azara. Because these Halot are not considered Kodesh. You cannot bring a non-Kodesh entity into the Azara. So therefore, you're stuck. So what do you do in this case? Look at Rashi. Because both of them were still around, bring them both. Bring the 40 halot like the normal law. That the lechem is going to be for whichever one is the todah. The slaughtering of the korban todah will sanctify the 40 halot. Which means, now let's say one of them died. What are you going to do with this other animal over here? There's no takana. To bring it... You can't bring it. How can you bring it for today? You have to bring the halot with it. And you can't bring the halot with it. So therefore, there's no takana. So therefore, the hadush of the Gemara is... Look at the Gemara. Hechi la'abid. What am I going to do with it? Likrebeh v'likrav lechem bahadeh. Maybe you'll tell me, bring it. And bring the 40 halot with it. Dilma temurai. What do you mean? Maybe it's a temura. 
הרציץ זה תמורה דחלות ענת כרבי קדוש, אני רואה דחלות בעזרה, צפונים בעזרה. אז אתה גמור לעשות לקרב ולא הלחם. אוקיי, so bring it without the lechem. How could you do that? דלמה תודאי. Maybe it is a קורבן תודה. And you can't bring a קורבן תודה without its לחם. So the Gemara says, "Vehai kevan delav batakrabai klal nemeutelamali." So the Gemara says, "Hold it." So you tell me it's not a batakraba. This animal you cannot bring as a korban. So do I need a pasuk to tell me that it's not subject to bal taher? Says, "Oh, but lo tahel shanemo. Only the original animal is subject to bal taher, but not its chenuf. And what's the case? It's talking about a timura of a korban toda. Well, of course it's not subject to bal taher. You can't bring it as a korban." So the Gemara says, what's the, what's the, I need a pasuk to tell me that there's no Baal Ta'ir in the case, and you can't even bring it at all. Well, of course it's not subject to Baal Ta'ir, it's not, it's, not, it's not a Baal Korban. So the Gemara says, Amar of Sheshat, so that cannot be the case. So we're back to square one. Amar of Sheshat, Le'olam nemi'ut te'hadufi ola u'shlamim. We're back to the case of hadufi ola u'shlamim. What's the case? Let's say you have a Korban ola u'shlamim. Okay? What happened? Let's take a case where it became a Baal Mum. Okay, let's say you have a Qur'an Ola, designated for Qur'an, it became a Baal Mum. So now what's the guy do? Became a Baal Mum, so now you transfer the Kiddusha of the animal to a different animal. Okay? Hadufi Ola Ushlamim. So now you have the second animal. The first animal, of course, you can't bring as a Qur'an. But now you have the Hiluf. Now when did this happen? And the case was like this. You had a Qurban Ola. Beautiful. I have three holidays to bring it. Right? Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. Whatever, according to whatever the opinions are. Pesach passes. Shavuot passes. Must have one more holiday. After two holidays pass, my original Qurban Ola becomes a Baal Mum. Okay. So what do I do? Right. Let's designate a second one. Haluf. Now, the question is like this. On this Hiluf, how long do I have? Do I have one more holiday to be over? Or does the clock start again? Or do I say, no, this is a new Qurban, maybe I got three. Or do I say, no, since this Hiluf is coming from the first one, you only get one holiday left. So that's the Gemara says. Sal kadadakamina o ilumi kawah kama kaate. I might have thought that since it's coming from the strength of the first korban, keman daavru alav gimel regalim dame. I would say once one holiday passes, it's considered as if you over bal tahir because you misstarif the holidays of the first one with the second one. Kamash ma'alan that one no that you start the clock again and that's what the Gemara means when it said in the Brayta. Not ahed l'shalimo. What does the Torah say? Which means when the, the Braita was saying that Lota applies to only the first animal, not the second animal, which means each animal gets its own three regalim. Don't think that the khiluf is mistaref to the two holidays of the first one. Come as well now. Which means the first animal gets its three and not the haluf, which means don't think that after one holiday you're going to be over baltahir. And even the haluf gets its own three holidays. Now that's good according to the opinion that says three holidays. According to the Meir, he said you over after one holiday. So therefore, what's the case? You're going to tell me add an animal. That was uh, for Qurban, uh, Qurban uh, Ola, right? 
then it became a Baal Mum. Okay, so I designated another animal. So what's the Hadush? Just like this gets, once the first holiday passes, it's like the first one is one holiday, the second one is one holiday. What's the Hadush that you're telling me that it's not subject to Baal Ta'akhir? So the Gemara says, Amar ma'askinan kegon the Hadush is that the first Qurban got a Baal Moon in the middle of the holiday. Vihadiloh, and what did you do? So you transferred it to a, another animal. Vihadiloh, and now the holiday pissed. So now the question is like this, how do you look at it? Do you say, well, bottom line, since the second Qurban came from the first Qurban, and a whole holiday passed, you're going to be over Or do you say maybe that you don't split the holiday? When we say you can be over, one holiday means it's got to be a complete holiday. So the Since the second animal came from the strength of the first one, that I just considered maybe that the whole holiday passed. That no. That what? Each Qurban gets a full holiday. You don't say, well, this is half a holiday. Let's say it became a Ba'alum on the third day of Sukkot. Okay, good. So what I do, I transfer the Kiddushah to this animal, to a different animal. Okay, now I have a new Qurban, Ola. So now you would have thought, you know what? Once Sukkot passes, Yohver, Ba'al Ta'akhir. Qurtribibir, one holiday. Why? It didn't pass all holiday. Yeah, it did pass all holiday. With the Tziruf of the first one, the first three days, because that was the original one, plus these uh, days over here, so it's a whole holiday. Kamash no. You don't mistaref the first Qurban with the second Qurban, each Qurban gets one full holiday. So that's the, the Hadush of Rabbi Meir. Kamash Gibran says, So what we say? We said in the Braita that, that somebody that lets his animal, lets the donation, whatever it is, pass three holidays, or whatever the opinions are, he makes a sin. The Pasuk says, So what did Gebarah say? But the Qurban itself does not become Pasul. For example, let's say a guy, uh, the Qurban Ola. How long does he have to bring it? Shalosh Regalim. Shalosh Regalim pass. He makes a sin. But is the Qurban become invalid? No. Because you can still go to the Beit HaMikdash, after three Regalim, and bring it as a Qurban Ola. We don't say that there's an expiration date on the Qurban itself. That's what the Pasuk says, Vaya bechahet, bechah, the sin is in you. Velo bechorbanecha. So the Gemara says, Vaya mehachanafka? Is that where you learn this rule of that the sin is in the guy and not in the Qurban? What do you mean? Midaharim nafka. We know this from a statement that Aharim said. Aharim usually is Rabbi Meir. Why would he say? Detanya Aharim Omrim. Aharim said, Yachol Yeheb Bechor. Bechor is the firstborn animal that's born in Haskedusha, correct? Yachol Yebechor Sha'avra Shinato. Let's say a year passed. Now, normally when a year passes, three regalim passed as well. So we're assuming what it is, Avra Shinato, meaning it's past the three regalim cycle. Kifsula Mukdashim Biyipasel. Do we consider it as if it became Pasul? And therefore you cannot uh, bring it as a korban? Tamud lomar ve'achalta lefnei Hashem lo'echa ma'asar deganecha tiroshecha v'yisarecha u'bkorot mekarecha v'sonecha She's what the Pasuk said that you'll eat in front of Hashem. It puts the laws of ma'asir. It's ma'asir sheni. And it also says what? Bechor. So you see the Torah makes a cache between ma'asir sheni and bechor. 
What's the connection? Makish bechol ma'aser. Ma ma'aser eron ifsal mishana lachaverta. We know that ma'aser does not become pasu from year to year. Even though you have to bring the ma'aser year to year, but we know, for example, uh, in the third year there's a special vidui called vidui ma'aser, where the fellow has to go in front of the kohen and he has to make a confession that he gave all his ma'asrot, and he's up to date in all his ma'asrot, you know, for the first three years of the Shemitah cycle. But that means what? That even though he's supposed to bring it the first year, but technically if he didn't, he still has three years to, to make it up. So the Gibran say like this, we have a pasuk that talks about ma'asir in the same pasuk of Bechor. So I'll say, just like ma'asir, even though you're supposed to bring it from year to year, but if you didn't, you have... More time, it doesn't render the ma'asir pasul. So to I say bechor. That what? That even though you're supposed to give the bechor right away, even if you waited three holidays, you over on bal ta'achir. Ve'ayah But the bechor itself will be still kodesh, and therefore you bring it. At bechor eno nifsal mishana lachaverta. Very good. So now the question is like this. So basically, we have two pesukim now. I have this pasuk over here that juxtaposes ma'asir with bechor to teach me. Just like ma'asir is good from year to year, so to bechor is. But I have another pasuk that says, to tell me the sin is in you and not in thee. Korban, what do I need both pesukim? Again, both pesukim are teaching me the same concept. To tell me what? The sin is in the guy, but not in the korban. Good, that means even if the korban is past reality, it's still, it's still uh, okay. But Ahirim bring me another pasuk. What's the pasuk of Ahirim? Oh, you should know, Bechor is similar to Ma'asir. Just like Ma'asir, if you didn't bring it the first year, it doesn't become pasul. so to Bechor. So what do I need to pasuk? Keep teaching me the same concept. Kebara says, it's tarikh. I need both. Salkadat ha'kamina animili Bechor. I tell you, you know why Bechor doesn't become pasul after a year, let's say, or after, I'm sorry, after, let's say, three degalim? You know why it doesn't become pasul? Delav bar hartza'ahu. Because a Bechor... It's not coming to atone for anything, nor it's not coming to appease God for anything. A bechor is one of these items that are just born holy. So therefore, I would say, you know what? It's born holy. It's not an appeasement korban. You just have to bring it. So therefore, maybe even after three degalim, it's not going to be pasul. However, about kadashim nu But when it comes to korban, for example, let's say korban hatat. The korban hatat is coming to appease God for a sin. Or a korban asham. It's coming to appease God for a sin. So I could argue and say, listen, maybe uh, since you're trying to appease God, you're late with it. Now you're late, the korban itself becomes pasu. Kamashmalan, that even a korban that's coming for hartza'ah, this is not only by bechor, it's by all types of korban. Now by the way, even a neder and a dabah. Because by the way, when a person makes a neder and a nedabah, He's also coming to appease God with a vow that he donated, or that he vowed on himself, or a donation. So these are all b'nei hartza'ah, they're coming for appeasement. So again, I would say appeasement type korbanot, after the time expires, Baltahir, you're out, there's no appeasement. On all korbanot, no matter, even if they're for, let's say, kapara, or for appeasement, they still are not going to become... Pasul. Okay, that's a, that's a Pasul. Look at that she. Hartza'a. Two lines on the bottom. Im le kapara, im le doron. So she says both. Whether it's a kapara type of korban, hatat, asham, or le doron. A gift, which means you're giving a neder or a nedaba. Emalo lirtsu. Why? Meharshi vi'an ba'avera. You're bringing it out in an avera. You wore it after three holidays. 
So you're going to try to appease me? You're bringing it uh, three uh, holidays later? Korban's pasul. Kamash Malan, no. That even on such korbanot, it's not. So the Bechor no is not teaching me of the korbanot. Bechor, okay, maybe only Bechor, because that's just a Kadosh Minechen. This type of korbanot, even if after three holidays, no problem. Kamash Malan, it applies to all. Just one uh, diuk that we have to make over here. The author of this pasuk, not the author of the pasuk, the author of the derasha that brought this Bechor was Ahirim. Now, uh, the pasuk is saying that what? Ahirim Omrim. Would you have thought that a bechor that passed its year would be pasul? That's much that Ahirim hold what? It's three holidays. Now we know that the shita of Ahirim and the Braita, the Bimi'ir, was actually one holiday. So therefore, uh, the question then is, how do, uh, how do we understand the shita of Rabbi Mi'ir? So some Rishonim want to say that Ahirim is not always Rabbi Mi'ir. She's Ahirim could be uh, different rabbis, and it's mashma that this Ahirim is not Rabbi Meir. Or you have to say that uh, the Ahirim is not uh, talking in uh, his shita per se. He's talking in the shita of the Hakamim, which is the consensus opinion, and therefore it's not his shita per se. According to the Hakamim, you hold that it's a year, it's three holidays, yeah? Oh, Yachol, if it's after a year, you think that the course is going to become Pasul? Kamash Malan, now we compare Bechor to Maaser. Ma Maaser, you have more than a year, even though it's past the time, so to Bechor as well. So that's the only way you have to say, according to the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Baruch Adonai Amen, Amen.